Hey everybody, welcome to the Cinema Nerd Presents, the filmography of Hoyta von Hoytema. My name is Kyle Woods, I'm here with James. James, we're going to talk about Let the Right One In to kick off this series. What is all of that about? Oh man, yeah, no, so um, I hadn't seen it in a long time. Uh, it is, it's it's beautiful for me, like I just, I think... I'm I'm really interested about this this whole Hoyda van Hoydeman um just because I I hope that we can get like a dialogue throughout the films because through you know like I I think I can picture that he's got a visual cue but like you know it'd be cool to follow along the films and see what comes out this one has some amazing like some of my favorite things is that the most important thing in the scene can end up being about the size of a poached postage stamp, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like it's center frame, but it's miles away. And he's quite comfortable in just saying, like giving you so much, like giving your eyes, like, well, breathing room, if that makes any sense. Like you just, you get to see the whole scene and then a little thing happening Sure. And it all makes sense for me. Um, yeah, I, 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 so far, anyway, that I just, I, I was enjoying that. The film is, is complicated. <laughs> it's a complex film. Um, do you want to get right into it? Should we, have you seen anything else you want to talk about? I've seen a lot, but, uh, you know, it's been a while. Um, did a lot of Christmas movies. Uh, what about you? Just while I, yeah, just a couple I'll, I'll shout out real quick. One that I uh, liked and one that I didn't, starting with the one I didn't care for so much, was uh, I caught up with, I took the last half of 2020 off of new films, so I haven't watched a lot of the 2020 stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, but I started up again, and one of the ones that I caught up with was Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, yeah? Yeah, have you seen it yet? Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was one of the ones I watched. Yeah. Right on. I did not care for that film. No, uh, no, no. But so did you like the first one? Because I... Yeah, I liked it all right. You know, it was like I, the first one I found entertaining and was like even pretty on board with at points. I think and, the end was stupid. <laughs> yeah the ending is a little rough with like the the airplane and the wall right the no man's land and but that's my point with all of these superhero movies is it really quickly fades into uh even if i liked it i don't really remember what happened or why or you know but this that was not my experience with this one the whole time i was just like wait this is bad right uh yeah so like the first one i really enjoyed like i don't know it had a structure to it like for marvel no what not marvel i'm um, dc see probably one of the best ones that they've ever done yeah, <laughs> it's definitely. like they've got some pretty some ripe well, <laughs> material um but uh yeah the second one just it it, it you know phoned it in a couple times too many and and then it really got to the like uh, like superheroes punching each other kind of moment where I really fall out like where <laughs> yeah and at no point am I really in you know like it's mm. it's got a big problem with the main character hardly being in it and I I found the Kristen Wiig like 
leopard costume. Oh, yeah. Strange. Although I liked her through most of the movie. Oh, yeah. And, um, in terms of strengths, uh, uh, Pedro Pascal, right? Ooh, Anyways, the Mandalorian himself oh, is yeah. um, really, really strong in Wonder Woman 84. He's great. You know, the Wishmaster is probably the, the best part of the movie for me. But yeah. yeah, like you said, it's just kind of a few too many. Wait, what? Where are we going with this? What's yeah. your motivation? Okay, he's gonna, uh, whatever. Yeah, what's your motivation is the big loss for me because it's like, yeah, he's been doing this plan for a very long time, but then it really felt like, wait, what's your plan? Like, just, just keep ruining everything but being one step ahead of it. Like, everything's going to get bad, but you, if you can wish one more time, it'll be fine for a while or something. Yeah, and the whole, yeah, whatever. I don't want to yeah. unpack it too much. Didn't really care for it. The one that I liked a lot more was, uh, first time watch for me as well, was 1992's uh, Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, the oh, Francis wow. Coppola joint. Yeah. That yeah. movie rules. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Uh, wait, okay, I'm going to probably fail here. Keith's uh, no, no, not Kiefer. Um, Keanu Reeves, right. is he yeah. in it? Oh, he is, yeah. And Winona? That's right. Oh, yeah. Okay, because I, I sometimes get it linked in with um, Interview with a Vampire. You know, sure. like... Yeah, yeah. Similar, similar times, very different films, but yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's good. Yeah, I remember strong, strong imagery, <laughs> you know. Yeah, real strong imagery. I mean, it's a it's a Coppola film, so it's definitely got the visual language working in its favor. But it's it's so operatic, which again, it's a Coppola film. So yeah. the the extreme visuals are matched just by this like the the tone the whole way is like I it's lazy to say gothic, but it's so gothic. You know, everybody's <laughs> just so lusty and like. <laughs> or angry or whatever and fucking anthony hopkins in there is just a blast he regularly says crazy things and it's so much fun oh, i might have to give it another go i mean yeah it's been a long time um, it's pretty that's great. cool yeah. i might do that uh so i i watched um again for the first time in a very long time a long the long kiss good night i love that one <laughs> it's an insane film but um, basically, I just like I watched it at the right time, with, like you know, as a teenager, and like basically the bit where she's chopping vegetables and then she throws the knife and catches the carrot on the wall. Yeah, the carrot. Like, yeah, it's like uh, chef chefs do that, right? Like <laughs> that that line entered my dialogue with my friends, like to the point where some of them might not even know where it comes from. But uh, fun. Something we all say, like you know, you just do something and you're like. Oh yeah, chefs do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, what? It, oh, so I watched Cinema Paradiso. Okay. It is a beautiful film. Like it's cool. Like it's, you know, it's a, it's about it's about filmmaking. So it's one of those films. Definitely sure. won the Oscar, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> it's a bunch of film people talking about how clever film people are but it is clever and it is beautiful it's kind of follows the life of a kid around an old cinema and like but in a clever way 
you know, where, uh, yeah, these misguided youth kind of finds this. Yeah, anyway, cool film. Um, beautiful. I love coming of age film. flick. And uh, I love a movie about movies, but I have limited tolerance for a movie about writers. So let's let's see where it takes us. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anything else? Uh, just some, oh, actually, I had never seen The Graduate. Oh, okay. Classic. Yeah, it's been so, quite a while since I've seen that one. Yeah, so I watched that. And uh, obviously, the like shot through the leg, and he's like, Are you trying to seduce me? Or you're, you're right. trying to seduce me, Miss. Yeah. Mrs. Rocks. But I didn't realize that the banging on the glass window at the wedding yeah. was the graduate as well. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that that was all those like Simpsons and every callback. <laughs> well, of course, the back graduate. of the bus, right? Yeah. Well, they, they bang on the windows at the, the wedding and then he yeah, takes them out and they get on a bus and then, yeah. yeah. Weird film, man. It's got like real, like once again, like what we just watched, complicated situations. <laughs> yeah, and really is only interested in sort of lingering in the those moments, you know, and it, what just popped into my head right now, it, and they're doing kind of different things is stuff like The Office, you know, where it's, it's the graduate is not, per, not pointedly funny it's funny but it's yeah. not trying to be a comedy as much as it's trying to be a a drama right yeah 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 for sure but right. it is a very funny movie and it gets a lot of its humor from that awkwardness but it gets a lot more of its pathos from that awkwardness and it was probably pretty groundbreaking at its time and i think even still you know uh, yes uh, so definitely just jumping in there like watching that film, I'm still thinking it's difficult to make that film now. Like, I'm sure it was difficult then as well, like in the 60s, like free love and everything, but it's still a weird, interesting viewpoint. The 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 main characters having like a battle with nihilism or something, right. you know, and it's like, it's a complicated film. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think it, it sort of is a direct progenitor of mumblecore, right? but it's not nearly so navel gazy as that although it's really interested in similar themes it's much more personal and interested in the the personal the interpersonal you know yeah i like that movie it's it's one that i don't come back to a lot but it sticks in my brain hmm. yeah so as i said i'd never seen it before and it kind of came up in conversation i was like that needs to be rectified like i just can't i can't be the guy who likes films and hasn't seen you know some of these films so. yeah do you have any there's a couple that i've gone so long on at this point that i, I i'm just sort of holding out and part <laughs> of it's maybe being a little bit of a troll but the other thing is um this idea that i want to have like a great one left you know so when i really need a great movie but a new experience I can pop in. I've never seen The Godfather. Oh, mate. I actually was just thinking, I bet you he's going to say The Godfather. That's great. Uh, yeah. I mean, there we go. Just like, I hope it, no, it is. It is good. Like, yeah, you, I was going to say, I like, I hope it lives up, but I'm like, no, it, it is well done. Like it, you know. It seems like it's gonna. Yeah. Like if you've, 
seen, sorry, it's not spoilery at all. It's just like Sopranos. Did you ever watch that TV show? Sure. Yeah, I watched, I don't know, several seasons, not the whole run of the show, but yeah. I've seen a it lot of it. It was the same. Like, it, it's not the same, but I'm just saying, like, the, the heavy character mixing and the, like, it's, yeah, it's well done. Like, so you, you're not going to come out going, you know, what a waste of my time. Like, waste yeah. of time. Yeah. Where's the Transformer? Waste of time. Uh, we, no, I really enjoyed oh, no. this movie. Should we talk about? No, that's not true at all. It's not oh, a waste God. of time. It, it's. Um, I really think it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah. Um, I'm like you, super curious about how we're going to talk about Hoyta as a cinematographer and how we talk about this movie. I think this movie is easy to talk about in terms of the cinematography because there's a lot of really beautiful and interesting things going on, like you alluded yeah. to. But it'll be. I'm curious to see where this takes us, man. So yeah, it, it's an experiment. I, I think this was. Uh, you were into our man, uh, Hoyta. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, it's an experiment. We'll see how we go, right? Like, sure. Because yeah. this one's super easy to talk about visually. It's it's strong. It's striking. Right from the first, like, you know, the the dead silence like the opening like clip is just dead silent with snowfall mm -hmm. and it's like wow that's striking and then the film just keeps going with that like you know um man hanging from a tree but it's always framed like off center far away so your eye you know you can see the whole scene around it and you still get the action uh it, yeah. it's off center is not the word i would use i i think more often than not, it's very center focus in terms of composition. Oh, right, yeah. When yeah, it's so not center focus, it's really strongly symmetrical yeah. um, in ways that sort of remind me of like Wes Anderson, or I was just talking about um, Fury Road, did the center edits a lot, right? Yeah. Um, but the, the, I wonder if it's a lens thing the tightness of the compositions and the space of the landscape create this tension that yeah. it, it is really gripping, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I, that, that was the, from, from the start of watching the film all the way through, I was just gripped by these big scenes, but, but you know, like my focus is laser focus right on where the thing is happening. Mm -hmm. But, you know, around the thing I've got, snow and trees and, and a tunnel and you know like so it kind of puts me in the I don't know puts me in the like observer mode where I'm like a passerby seeing things happening or I don't know like I, I felt not involved but very there which was a um yeah, it's cool. It's a cool eye for this film. Um, yeah, that's an interesting point because I, I definitely, I don't feel like a passerby, but I do feel really present in a way that I, I feel like I'm um, like the lens of the story almost. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, maybe I'm, because I mean, you're not, you're not outside, but you're like, I feel, I feel there. That's all. I'm just like watching the thing and I'm like, because there's other things that are, are around me, it kind of envelops me in the scene while I'm looking at the, the detail in the, yeah. 
um cool story with the with the kid like you know the bullying like it's an it's a all too familiar from you know from like well i i didn't really get bullied but i i, I can definitely rec recognize yeah what, sure yeah yeah it's a uh there's a like three different very complicated stories happening all at once and the thematics of that i don't think landed for me the last time i saw this movie i was trying to meditate on the title of this thing you know yeah and it becomes really clear that it's about who we right who we let into our lives the the way that we choose to share our our energy and and why yeah um yeah sorry a, a little <laughs> lost in that point i mean like i said i'm trying to draw this back to hoita's work and i wonder if that well, I think we can talk about the film and then draw out the visual cues okay. and then see see how the cues sure. translate throughout the films. Sure. Like, because we we don't know what Hoyter um, necessarily, you know, like because because there are probably. I mean, I I think he's director of photography, so he's definitely framing, but. Uh, you know, the, the director may have said, I, I want a, you know, a medium shot here and a thing here, you know, and then it, it, it could be on the director sometimes. Um, but yeah, I think there's a, there's a, I, I like how often important parts of the scene are out of focus in the foreground or in a reflection or through a window in the back of the scene. So you're yeah. watching kids in the gym and there's just the little window and it's quite a small window but you're drawn through past all the action to see the window it's um yeah it's a cool mechanism to kind of yeah i i mean i don't it just makes me feel like like multiple stories all together and you're kind of just following one that's kind of weaving through them all Whose story do you think it is? Right? Is it Ellie's story or is it um, uh, Oscar's story? Well, obviously, at the start, it sets up as Oscar's story. But as you kind of, so it's kind of the joining of the two stories, I think, because the end of the film is very much Ellie's story of, oh, the, the, the boys join her and then, you know, like, become her helpers right i mean it's times so how do you read that ending because i i take it as very oh. tragic yeah. yeah 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 very sad yeah okay um, so and i think that i think that's why the other boy who i don't think we learned the name of the old man yeah i don't think so either um, he's saying i don't want you to meet with that boy tonight will you promise me and Excuse then and then Ellie never really promises, just kind of pets him and walks off. Right. Um, and that and I, moment's echoed again at the very end where she he just gives, what does she say? Like little kiss or small kiss or something like that. Yeah. You know, just that dynamic is, yeah, yeah buddy, I'm uh, not, not as into this as you are. Yeah. Yeah, poor kid. Yeah. 
Yeah, poor kid all around though, because that bullying situation is fucking intense. Because they're it's like really yeah. intense and really well depicted. You know what I mean? Really like viscerally. Yeah. Executed. I that. <laughs> What stuck out to me was the one of the bullies, the kid wearing the yellow scarf. That's oh, like yeah. it's looped around his neck and double knotted. You know what I mean? Because it's just this giant scarf, and all of the costuming is really good and the the attention to detail. But it created this. It, I got this reaction in it or uh, from it that was like I don't know, like this. Um, I, I guess it touched on something ancient for me where I'm like, you jerk, you're not even wearing a cool enough scarf to bully me. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't even know how to express that feeling that it awakened in me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, that was it. Like they, man. And I like that they, they don't, I mean, they show an escalation, but they drop you straight into it. It's already a thing that the kid is constantly bullied cold pig by the kids you know like it's not it's not like you it's not like you see the start and you see the reason why they're bullying him and then it grows or something like that like he did something dumb and then they will bully him i like that they're just like no they're just bullying him that's what happens kids are like you know kids are fucking psychopaths and and you know end of story like yeah yeah and that like you said end of story that that's his fate is to be bullied until he's replaced yeah yeah fuck yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah. it's a dark movie it is really really gorgeous though Mm. um there's a shot right towards the end and it's kind of a meditative uh, just this the snow on the pine trees but the oh, glisten yeah. that pops out of some of those snowflakes is really yeah. really breathtaking yeah there's a few uh few little ca- like bits like that where they just kind of brush past something and the light drip you know dripping across the scene or you know like the street lamps just filling the street but nothing else or something it's it's impressive like so that raises another question that i had so like the the first murder in particular it's he's in the middle of a park i guess but it's so strongly lit overhead and then it falls off so hard to darkness that i started because we were looking at it through the lens of cinematography I started wondering like what their resources were actually on set that day uh, or that night rather. But I, I felt like they addressed that a bit because there were street lamps. Like, so the, the, the opening to the first murder is him standing under a lamp in the park. Right. And then he just, a, a person jogs past <laughs> and then the next person comes past and he just gasses them and drags them not very far off the track. So I'm like, he's probably standing under a lamp like like in my head i'm like it's it's not very well conceived the whole plan of yeah and then then later you kind of realize that he's you know probably started doing this as a kid and hasn't hasn't had a proper education and right and similarly to our our next victim here has just been in this life with ellie since he was yeah 
Oh man, this movie's so sad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense, but it's it's well done. And like, uh, yeah, it's. I'm glad it was made to me. Like, I just think it's an interesting concept of vampires where it's all a lot more messy and a lot more like sad. And it's, yeah, it's it's. I love it. Yeah. Vampire. I think that's just always a fun trope no matter how we're exploring it you know um it's definitely better than kid zombie right what's kid zombie no just like you like um i think walking dead the first season of walking dead ended with uh, having to murder a a baby zombie or dawn of the dead definitely has a baby zombie but kid vampire is a much more interesting character especially because it's a kid but it's technically like a hundred years old. So it's a little bit like, you know, baby Yoda situation. <laughs> well, you gain, presumably, and this is the, the often the tack that's taken, I think, because it, it is such an interesting idea. Um, you gain the knowledge of experience, but not the wisdom of age because the people that you interact with never mature, right? And you, you never have to mature, you only have to survive. So you get yeah. a lot better at surviving and using people for your survival, but never gain any humanity, which makes you just such a dangerous, dangerous person or yeah. vampire or whatever. And that's, that's what's Shit. I mean, that's, here. And that's, I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about that, but that that's kind of the the story of the film, because it's about kids being psychopaths a little bit, and then you're kind of following some psychopath kids bullying a kid, and then another one, get, you know, the, the kid who's getting bullied, kind of stabbing a tree, just like I'm gonna fuck, you know, because he just yeah. he can't deal with the bullying, and he just wants, you know, so he's going a bit psychopathic, and then it all turns out that um ellie is the eternal psychopathic teenager you know yeah and it's like wow oh yeah that's yeah there's a critical moment in oscar's life where you know he needs nurturing he needs support there's a crisis that's happening um and the support that he gets is dangerous and very consequential in the long term he let the wrong one in unfortunately. yeah that's right it wasn't the right one yeah that's that's cool it, um yeah i mean yeah there's there's beautiful i i yeah so for me it's quite striking how much i don't see compared to well in a different way transformers where in this film they have important things right in the center of the frame but quite far away so your brain fills in a lot and you know things move a bit quicker than they should or something happens out of focus and you're like oh that was impressive you know that was scary or spooky Mm -hmm. transformers puts everything super up in your face but it moves too quick and you never see anything um and then the cuts are all super fast um, whereas these cuts are quite long, like they're just a static camera. It, it's yeah, I it really I, lingers. It's very static, very stable. Yeah, but it just gives me so much time to kind of imagine a lot. 
to to be looking at what I'm looking at and kind of fill in any blurry blanks with my brain. Whereas when it gets blurry on the original Transformers film, which I enjoyed seeing Transformers happen that first, you know, like I was like, wow, cool robots. But sure. the more I think about it, the more I'm like, man, it was frustrating to never actually get to see anything. Like, yeah, count that up along with, you know, Wonder Woman and any other yeah. superhero movie. I'm just like, I, yeah, I know I saw at least a few of those movies. And I have some memory of Bumblebee at this point in my life, having just seen it most recently. But I, yeah, yeah. whatever. I don't yeah, know. exactly. Like, I just didn't care. Like, I, so when it first came out, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. And then the more I think about it, I'm like, I don't even know if it was fun. Like, I think I just was frustrated the whole time. <laughs> and this film doesn't do that to me at all. This is... Um, no, no, I'm never is, frustrated. No, I'm, I'm getting the story quite strongly. And... No, you got... I mean, I'd have to put it... I, this should go without saying, but we're having a conversation, so I'll say it. This is one of the great movies. I mean, this is an all-time yeah. great film. It, it, yeah. I think the performances are beautiful. The direction is incredible. It's I, We've been talking about how great it is to look at and the, the power of its uh, themes and the execution of those themes. It really is a tremendous, tremendous movie. Yeah, and, and in the long line of vampire films, it is scraping at the top like it is mm. very high up there for me like okay because, it, because it's off like it's not the top but it's it's in those in those top 10 for me because uh it's so yeah so different from from the typical but done so well okay number one for me obviously vamps <laughs> yeah of course yeah, um, yeah well, well, well that goes without saying my friend <laughs> uh number two any of the twilight movies oh jesus <laughs> um i actually obviously what we do in shadows i i would have a hard time saying that's not my favorite one it's fucking good it's like, so good yeah and it's kind of extra weird for me because i studied on some of those streets you know like oh sure where, sure so you, you kind of see the house and you're like <laughs> it's brilliant because i remember that house um but it's yeah it's a well done film yeah, i love the I lost like boys that. also oh yeah spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> um yeah those i actually actually kind of like 30 days of night too yeah that I worked on underrated. And you know what I just saw recently was Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> How is that? It's it's exactly what you expect it to be. So if you're looking for that, thumbs up. Okay. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Yeah, no, 30 Days a Night was in, you know, not like not the same as this, but it's just I liked that it was a different telling of the vampire. Yeah, story. totally. It's like a, a feral vampire story where they kind of come in like a storm and there's no one left to tell the story. You know? <laughs> so it's it's a it's a it's it's kind of like a force of nature kind of vampire thing. It was a I just liked all the like the blacked out cars and yeah. you know, all the what do they have? What, that's the Josh Hartnett one, right? Yeah, I think he's the, the yeah, sheriff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Ben Foster, apparently. 
Incredible. I gotta watch that one again. I haven't seen it in quite they've a while. Got like the sh- the shark teeth situation going rather than right. like the typical. And so it's it's just it like or piranha maybe like it visually kind of harkens to kind of frenzy feeding rather than like you know like the typical red velvet um, bourgeoisie kind of vampire. I, yeah. I enjoyed seeing a film where they're just they're just forces of nature that are just they kind of plan a little bit but really they just get like blood in the water and they're just feeding frenzy just actual ghouls real yeah it's kind of interesting to see it it doesn't happen often with the vampire no i am legend kind of does that right oh i see see uh, i mean maybe yeah i think of that film as zombie yeah, but they're, I mean, I, they're kind of half and half. They're, yeah. they can't, I think they got a sunlight issue, but they're also just ravenously undead. Yeah. Okay. You know what? The last one I'll shout out while we're doing vampire movies is A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I do not know it. It's a, uh Iranian film from a few years ago. Um, uh, Ampor, what was her name? Okay. Uh, Lily Ampor, yeah. All right. Anna Lily Amapur. She made another movie recently that was, let's just take a look here. So what do you think of A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night? I really I- like it. It's super moody. If you're into the kind of pace and weirdness yeah. of uh, let the right one in, yeah, I think you'll uh, get into A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. It, it's... Huh. Yeah, it also kind of has a, um, well, speaking of uh, other vampire movies, it's got a Jarmusch vibe, like Only Lovers Left yep. Alive, but way more like his early stuff, like um, what's the the Midnight Train one, you know, or... Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, it's just really kind of ling- even more lingering than this movie. Yeah, um, okay. I don't know that I the Bad Batch a couple of years ago was... Her breakthrough, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Cool. So, I mean, yeah. Broken flowers and only lovers left alive are the two that just scream, oh, coffee and cigarettes. That's um, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, we're actually right. gonna do Dead Man over on Made in the 90s this week, next week. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm a big Jim Jarmusch fan, so maybe we'll circle around to that filmography. That sounds bloody great. Yeah, yeah I've enjoyed a lot of that. Uh, yeah, he's a weird one. Yeah, it's. I mean, this. Getting back to this film, uh, like you've you've touched on the the acting is amazing, especially the the kid leads. Mm-hmm. They um, I I think I, I can't believe how good they are because they, all of them. They, yeah. Yeah, it's rare that at least in American movies you get one decent child actor, let alone a cast of child actors that are all really talented doing yeah. doing good stuff and they i mean I, uh, yeah i don't know how you get that performance from so many kids and it really nails it like the the oscar just nails that kind of pretending to be okay with everything but he's really just falling apart and then the, the ellie is like yeah it's, it's spooky you know but likable but then you know not and then you know like it's um it's clever well well done well done indeed 
Yeah. Do you have anything else to touch on for Let the Right One In? Uh, I mean, no, I just bravo a beautiful film well done uh, the uh, i'm looking forward to seeing if there's a like a visual cue throughout all these films and i'm also just looking forward to seeing all these films because i think there are some good ones on the list there's a bunch of good stuff coming up uh so next um can we go to the fighter okay yeah and then tinker taylor soldier spy brilliant Call Girl, Her, Interstellar, Spectre, Dunkirk, Ad Astra, and Tenet. I don't know if I've seen Call Girl. What's uh sorry, I'll I'll look it up. Um I haven't heard of Oh, I've you know what? Of... Actually might be a Swedish film. Oh, okay. Right, cool. Yeah, cool. Well, that's exciting. Um yeah, some of these are the big, big films. <laughs> Yeah. And, got- and visual um, impositions, every one of them. You know, yeah. I haven't seen Tenet yet. Uh, maybe I'll save it for this view. The most recent one on that list that I've watched is Ad Astra. And it's a movie that, I, you know, I kind of got a little bored with, but was constantly struck by, you know, just, yeah. okay, I like looking at this. Yeah. And then a bamboo, a, bam- a baboon. Dude. Jesus, because like whenever that movie gets brought up, I'm just like the baboon. The baboon. <laughs> that's yeah. one of the best moments, like it, it, in all of cinema. I think that's <laughs> a real good scene, dude. Yeah. Yeah, because you're just like, oh, of course that would. Yep, that tracks. Wouldn't have thought yeah. of that. Clever, but, clever. Yeah, like because I I didn't see it coming at all, and I kind of. I don't know. I mean, maybe I watch films wrong, but I'm always trying to guess what the next thing is and where they're going. And I'm like, you know, like it's like a puzzle or something. Sure. And that one just hit me in the side of the head. Like I just didn't, <laughs> didn't see that one at all. It turns around and I'm like, Jesus, the baboon. Wow, that's so good. <laughs> I really good. purposefully try to turn that part of my brain off the first time I watch a movie and just oh, that let it happen. Cool. And then the second and third time, I'm like, okay, so how did, you know, let's get into this a little bit. But I really, I'm also super bad at it. For as involved in this business as I am, I'm the last person in the theater that realizes the butler did it or whatever the fucking thing is. (laughs) Oh, of course. (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah. Well, that's that. That's that.